Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of Hemel Hempstead. We wish as we do once a week. We come out and we share the Word of God. We come and we preach the Word of God, the good news of the Bible, that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. We live in very sad and confusing times. It doesn't take much to consider this world, what a terrible state it's in. When we turn on the headlines, on the news, and we listen to the great things that are taking place in the world right now, the world is full of evil, all kinds of evil, perpetrated on all fronts. But this is a great evil I want to speak about in the Bible, the evil of man's heart. It says this in the Word of God, I read from the book of Ecclesiastes, one of the books of the Bible. The Bible is God's holy word given by inspiration of God and is profitable, as the Bible says, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And it also tells us, especially of man's desperate state in his sin. And it points sinners to the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus has his people in this world that he will save from various parts of the world, different tribes, kindreds, and nations. And listen to the word of God. Solomon, indeed, given the Holy Spirit here to write these things. All things come alike to all. There is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean and to the unclean, to him that sacrificeth and to him that sacrificeth not. As is the good, so is the sinner. And he that sweareth and he that feareth an oath. Then we read these words. This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun. And there is one event unto all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil. And madness is in their heart while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. This is the madness the Bible speaks that is in man's heart. But while we live, we live in madness and the fact that we consider this, that we know in our hearts we have sinned, and yet we live as if there is no God. Man, it says here, while he lives, he lives in madness. The heart is full of evil, and madness is in their heart while they live. Solomon observes this, that there is one event, he says here, that happens to all. What is that event? Well, after you're born, you die. That is one thing that is certain for each and every one of us. The scriptures say it is appointed unto man once to die. After you're born, of course, the great next event of life is death. But it says here that while we live, there is evil in the heart and madness 
living as if there is no eternity, no God to face at the end of this life. And this is the great evil which Solomon observed. Solomon, the wisest man we're told that ever lived, apart from the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus said when he came into the world, a greater than Solomon is here. And the greater than Solomon claimed to be no less than God the Son. God the Son who made the world. The Bible says all things were made by him and for him. And without him nothing was made that was made without him. He is the creator of all things, sustainer of all things. And the greater than Solomon, the Lord Jesus, has said that this world will come to an end. This world, as we've been seeing in this last week, that is full of violence. We read in the Bible that there are wars and rumors of wars in the last days. Just before the coming of the Lord Jesus, the world will be in great turmoil. And we can say it is true right now. We see it before our eyes. Where do all these things come from? They come from man's evil heart. This is what the Bible so plainly teaches. And this is why God is coming. And we focus upon our own hearts today. We have things that we have not acted out in our life, perhaps. Thoughts that we've had. The Lord Jesus says, the heart is that evil thing from which adulteries come, evil thoughts, things maybe we've not acted out against other people, but unkind things in the heart that are going on. Covetousness, maybe you've even taken God's name in vain today. Maybe even, even in the last half hour you have taken God's name in vain. And the greatest evil is this, not to acknowledge God who has given us life and health and strength while we live. And here, this is the great indictment of God's word. There is madness in the heart while we live. You know, it is mad to live as if there is no God. We might say those people fighting right now, whichever side you take, there's madness there. But how great and how mad is the heart that does not acknowledge God, that does not confess its sins before the Lord. There's going to be a day, friends, of reckoning when we will stand before God and there will be judgment. The scriptures say it is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. We're reminded here in these verses that there are those of course, here in the Old Testament, those that sacrificed and those that didn't. What was the whole purpose of the sacrifice in the Old Testament? The whole purpose of the sacrifice was blood shed, innocent blood, for a guilty sinner. Life for life. Of course, it was an animal sacrifice. Where we eat, the animals we kill, of course, they're not... Uh, having a soul 
we though being made in the image of God have sinned. And this is why death and misery have come into this world. And people sacrificed animals for sin. But the Lord Jesus Christ, when he came into the world, would put an end to the Old Testament sacrificial system. It was prophesied that he would do so, that he would give his life as a ransom for many. We have it in the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 53 that his soul would be made an offering for sin. We're told there and also in Isaiah that the Lord Jesus Christ, his body would be pierced for the transgressions of his people. Although he was put to death by the hands of wicked men, he would go to the cross and in his final hours, he would face an unleashed fury of Almighty God on behalf of his people, that he would bear their iniquities, their sins, for a few hours and suffer uh, a torment that we could never possibly imagine. For all eternity past, the Lord Jesus Christ had known perfect, wonderful, communion with God the Father. Yet for a little while he would be separated for God the Father could not look upon the sin that his son would bear at that time. And that's what all those sacrifices were pointing to. Those who knew the consequences of sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And in the Old Testament, those sacrifices were given pointing to the one, the Lord Jesus, who would bear that awful curse of his people and who would be their sin bearer. And that he himself, the Bible tells us in the Psalms, in the many Psalms, David was a prophet, that God the Father would not allow his Holy One, Jesus Christ, his body, to see corruption. For three days, his body was in the grave. And as he had said that this would be the great sign that would be given to that generation in which he lived, that sign of Jonas the prophet, just as Jonas was three days in the fish's belly, so would the Son of Man, so would Jesus Christ, who is also called the Son of God, be in the heart of the earth, that is his body. But the moment he died, his soul went with that malefactor soul to heaven and was there. He said to that man on the cross today, ye shall be with me in paradise. My friends, many people are swept away every day from this world to in a lost eternity, to a place without hope. And the Bible therefore tells us here that while men live, they live in madness. It's a mad thing. It's foolish to think, friends, that God will not judge sin. It's madness to think 
that we shall not have a reckoning with the Lord. You know, people often speak of a place called heaven, which they actually know nothing about. They form thoughts of heaven from their own imagination or from what other people have said to them, what they think it's about. But the Bible tells us what heaven is like. It's a place where we read that all those that are gathered around God's throne are washed in the blood of the Lamb. That is, they have been forgiven and they are trusting in that shed blood and that righteousness of Jesus Christ. It was called the last Adam. Adam, our first father, we have followed in his footsteps as sinners. We have come into this world and we have sinned and we have ignored our God and our Creator and we sadly, unless until we are saved, we live in this madness thinking that there is no accounting to God, there's no day of reckoning. My friends, this is what the scripture says and it says here of man, for to him that is joined to all living, there is hope. While a man lives, there is hope. And the hope is only in the Lord Jesus. And those who look to him will be saved. Because God draws them. He brings them to hear his word. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, that is, the voice of Scripture, the Word of God being preached to you, as Peter says. This Word of salvation, as Peter says, it is the living Word. The living God is speaking right now through His living Word. And He has determined that all of His people will be called from out of this world to faith and everlasting life in his Son. They will believe upon him. They will hear the words of Scripture. Those to you who are listening, they're just a little distance away. I hope you're taking these things in. That eternal life is in none other than Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. And he said, no man comes to the Father but by me. And so the word here, to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. And then it says this, for a living dog is better than a dead lion. A living dog is better than a dead lion. Well, what does this mean? The scriptures are using analogy. Well, in the Old Testament, the dog would be considered, even sometimes the Jews proudly look down upon the Gentiles as unclean dogs. And I suppose spiritually speaking, the one who is a sinner says, I am unclean. And he is humble. But we see here the lion. We speak sometimes of people being as bold as a lion. 
But look at the text. It says there, For to him that is joined to all living, there is hope for a, a living dog is better than a dead lion. A lion that is dead is dead. What can it do? Can it stand up? Can it uh, indeed have any power? A living dog, it says, is better than a dead lion. A sinner that sees himself to be, as it were, as one who is filthy in their sins and comes to the Lord Jesus. It's better for him. There's a story in the New Testament of a Samaritan woman that she was pleading with the Lord Jesus and the Lord Jesus of course being a Jew addresses her and she addresses herself as it were as a dog sitting at the table of the master and of course ordinarily Jews would have nothing to do with the Gentiles because salvation was of the Jews and came through that line and yet she said of herself that she was as a dog and who would receive crumbs and peace and of course that peace is only through the Lord Jesus Christ my young friends let me say this better a humble sinner as it were than a bold lion and the Bible is warning us and telling us that man is basically brazen and proud in his heart that God receives humble sinners you know the Bible is so wonderful the Bible tells us that we can't earn salvation it is the gift of Almighty God the free gift the sinner comes not with money not with price not with claiming his charitable works or anything like that but simply looking to the finished work of Jesus Christ yes that's what the sinner does as you look at your life and my life what can we say what can I say about my life sin over every day of my life it is recorded sin if we had a journal we could write over every hour of our life we have sinned we have not acknowledged God in our thoughts in our lives we've not loved him with all of our heart our soul basically we've lived in madness thinking that at the end of this life somehow God will take all of our good deeds so-called if we have any and then our bad deeds and then somehow the one will outweigh the other well that is completely foolish and folly because God cannot countenance my friends one single sin and the only person that has ever lived that life of perfect obedience and conformity to Almighty God is the Lord Jesus and he is called the Lion of the tribe of Judah and 
He has prevailed in this life. He lived as it were a spotless person. He was the lamb, as the scriptures say, that was led to the slaughter. That sacrifice for his people. The just, says Peter, for the unjust, that he would bring his people to God. So that as they leave this sad world, as they depart, even though they have sinned, they shall be gathered around the throne of Almighty God. It says there in the book of the Revelation, all that are gathered around that great throne of the Lord are those that are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible is so wonderful because it points to the Lord Jesus. It shows man's sin. It shows man what he really is in the sight of God. He lives this life as if, sadly, there is no end. Friends, there is an end. Solomon says this, this is an evil among the things that are done under the sun. That's the sun of this world. And there's one event that comes to all. And the heart of the sons of men is full of evil. And madness is in their hearts while they live. Well, you might think some people live rather mad in their various kinds of lifestyle, and I suppose that's true. But friends, if you have a mind, as you look around you, and you behold all that God has made, all that he has created, and then to think, to imagine in your heart and mind that you can enter his heaven without ever having acknowledged your sin and confessing it before the Lord and repenting of your sin and thinking that you can go to heaven, let me say, is sheer madness. That's madness of the human heart. But you know, there are so many wonderful parables in the Bible. There's that wonderful parable of the prodigal son, where that young man leaves his father, takes his inheritance money, he squanders it, he lives a terrible life, and he even starts to live uh, and work amongst ungodly people, and then he has no food left, and he even finds himself eating the husks which the pigs eat. But eventually, he says, he comes to his right mind. And he says, I will return. And that's true for every one of the Lord's people in this world. They've lived as stray sheep in this world. And God brings them to their senses. And they stop living in madness and they return to God, their Creator, and they seek Him and they find mercy. Well, in that parable, the Son, He returns back to the home of the Father, whom He has so slighted. And the Father is waiting there to receive Him with open arms, and receives Him, welcomes Him, and there is great rejoicing 
at that home. And so there is, my friends, when one sinner repents, there is great rejoicing. All the angels of heaven rejoice, even over one sinner, one stray sheep of the Lord that comes and returns. They will hear the word of God being preached. They will turn from their madness and their folly. Well, seek the Lord, my friend. We live in days of madness. But how mad is the human heart, really, to pretend there is no day of reckoning with the Lord? The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Turn to him while he is near. And the scriptures say, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his deeds. And the Lord will have mercy upon him. It says here, for the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. That is, their bodies are in their graves, but one day those bodies will be resurrected with soul, reunited, and that day of judgment shall come. So while you're living, my friend, better a living dog, one that is humbled by the word of God than a dead lion. Men die in their pride. We speak of a, a pride or pride of lions. And that's true. People, when they gather together, often I see young people gather together. They're very bold and brazen. But friends, we will not be bold and brazen in that day when we stand before the Almighty, when we stand before the Lord Jesus. Seek Him. I encourage you to do come along to the church. We a local Bible-believing church here in Hemel Hempstead. We meet every Sunday. We call it the Lord's Day. And there's a service this Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. We meet on the corner of Lower Road and Red Lion Lane. And if you came along, I can assure you you'd receive a very warm welcome. You come along and we'd be glad to tell you more about the way of salvation that is in Jesus Christ. And friends, the Bible says there's no other name, no other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. Do not live in madness any longer. You may feel that the world has gone mad, but there is none so mad that has ignored their Creator God and continue to live in sin. For it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. Well, I bid you a good day, and give your soul no rest, friend, until you know this one, the Lord Jesus Christ, for whom soon you will have to meet, either as your judge or as Saviour. Amen.